We are excited to invite you guys to join us for a six-week online mentorship with Dr. Melody called Double Honor. The focus is going to be on uprooting the cycle of shame, fear, and control in your life. You can find out all the information and sign up today at givinglight.org slash classes. Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And we are here with episode 53 of the Life Exchange podcast. We are officially uh, crossed over our one-year anniversary. So um, we should have thrown a party. I know. We should have, (laughs) except you guys are awful at throwing parties. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, we were rewarded with another episode. (laughs) Here we are. Here's your reward. All right. Well, today's questions really focus around making decisions um, and how to keep going. Um, So... I'm just going to read off what these three questions are, and then we'll get into them. Yeah. Uh, The first one is, I have an upcoming decision to make. Uh, What can I do if I'm unsure of what to do? Uh, The second question is, how do I continue to press on when I want to give up? And lastly, um, it seems impossible for me to stick to anything I do. What's wrong with me, and how can I fix it? So, all right. Well, I'm so, excited to get Well, I'm going to probably come at all of these from a practical standpoint. And when I'm sure, do you not? <laughs> well, you guys will probably come from more of a emotional or a heartfelt. <laughs> Sounds on brand. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be harsh. It's just <laughs> I just offer a different perspective. Yeah, I love your perspective. Sometimes when you say something, I go, one little statement was the last 15 minutes of what I just said. <laughs> well, I think I need to learn at least. I need to learn to receive com- uh, compliments because, like, my wife was complimenting me and I had some smart remarks. Aww. And so... You know what that but does? It does? Well, it annoys me when my mother does it because it's kind of like, yeah, well, your mother's going to... Do you, you know what that does mother. when you respond that way? It makes them not want to do it again. Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Just we'll, receive. We all have things we're working on. Well, just believe well, yeah, and receive. I just think of, you know... If, I mean, if you have a good mother, which I do. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> well, trust, she will never stop giving you compliments. Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> I give you compliments too, Katie. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, are you guys ready? Yeah. We are. <laughs> Mr. What is it? Which one? Spock? Yes, Spock. Yeah. All right. Well, the first question we're talking about today is, I have an upcoming decision to make. Uh, what can I do if I'm unsure of what to do? So who wants to start out? Well, I'm a little vague on that question because it really depends on what type of decision you need to make because everything has different levels of importance. You know, is it something that affects relationship? Like if we're picking directory? out socks, this is going to be a different answer yeah, right, than like, right. should I change my entire career? Is it a career? part of your personal responsibility? I mean, what what is it? But I think there's some general basic principles. And I think one of, one of the basic principles is don't make your decisions out of emotion, but make them out of wisdom. That's why I like what you have to bring to the table, Joe. I was going to say, whoa, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> because we don't, emotion causes us to lean on how we feel. It's not necessarily reality. It's much more subjective than objective. So we have to kind of get out of our emotions or at least recognize what our emotions are saying. Because sometimes emotions, bad emotions uh, or fear-based emotions will keep us from doing something 
that would be fabulous for us. Or you might have all these feel-good emotions and uh, you're stepping out and making a decision to do something because it feels so good, but it might not be wisdom. So whether it's good or bad emotions, we don't want to be led by that. Yeah. And emotions change really, really fast. They seem so true in the moment. Yeah. But um, an hour later, I don't know if you've experienced that. I know I have. Everything seems so wrapped up in what you're feeling at the moment. And then an hour later, you look and you're like, what was I even thinking? Because you you're being driven by emotion. And I can get really excited about vision and things like that. And I'm ready to jump in instantly because I'm so connected to that. But not every vision is my responsibility yeah. to invest into. So I've learned I've got to stop, pull back, not not make decisions right away until I can properly assess my life, my responsibilities to know is even this amazingly good thing. Is it something that I'm personally responsible to invest into? Yeah, you kind of pointed out like it's kind of hard to answer this question because you're not sure the context of yeah. it. But I will say in whatever context it is, you need to ask yourself, why am I unsure? Exactly, yeah. And if the big thing is fear, mm-hmm. well, then that's one thing that you're going to have to address. Now, I'm not the type of person that thinks every fear is evil because if your decision is, should I play with a box of rattlesnakes? <laughs> You know, I would say that... I would have fear. <laughs> some fear is there for protection, like, mm-hmm. and I'm... But most fear that we deal with is, you know, like like we talked before, like ego-driven or yeah. or whatever it is. So um, if you're unsure based on fear, well, then you're going to have to address that within your life. Yeah. Because I'm I'm a strong believer that... If fear is coming from the enemy, it always leads to death and destruction or stealing, killing, and destroying. Or we can have fear because of maybe a past failure or a past loss or uh, a past loss. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, different things that when we move forward, we're we're wanting to bring our past into our presence. So it makes us afraid to take a risk again. Yeah, for sure. Well, another thing I was thinking about with how how we how you can bring more clarity to a decision that you have to make is there's a few factors that you need to consider when making a decision. The first one is, do you have all the facts? Uh, do you have factual knowledge of your situation? And the truth is, it's going to be hard to make a decision if you don't have accurate information. Have you ever made a decision and you didn't have the full information and you just made a big mess? Yeah, I'm sure all of us can uh, can relate to that. Uh, sometimes we make decisions based on assumption, mm-hmm. and assumption is really the lowest form of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You're just assuming, right? Or or you're making a decision based on perceive a limited perceived perspective or a limited perspective. I think the first thing that you need to do when you're making a decision is to gather all the correct information. And then once you do that, once you gather all that information, then you need to seek understanding. Uh, Because sometimes you can have a bunch of facts, but you don't know how they all fit together. And that's what understanding is. Understanding is being able to piece all the the facts that you have together and make sense of them. I'm sure you guys have, uh, what is it, painting the dots or kind of Mm -hmm. those things that kids play with or that they have in the nursery, you know, you start at one, two, three. Connect the dots. Yeah, yeah, connect the dots, yeah. 
And that's what understanding is. It's like taking all the information that you have, all the factual information that you have, and then piecing it together. And then you begin to see the full picture. And that's what understanding really does. So understanding will take the knowledge that you've gained and make sense of it. Well, and one thing with that is when you focus on the facts, it helps you to stay out of those Emotion. emotions. Yeah, that's there good. you go. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes if you are in your feelings and then someone is presenting facts to you, you will overwrite that really quickly because you're mm. following your emotions. Yeah. Whereas if you can just actually focus on the actual um, truth, the actual fact, mm-hmm. um, that helps you to kind of make a logical decision and not just be led by what you're feeling. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I think you should, uh, or it's important that you listen to what you're saying, you know, to yourself. So if out of your mouth, well, I should do this, I must do this, I have to do this. These are all powerless statements that put you in this obligatory decision-making that if I don't do this, someone's going to reject me. If I don't do that or whatever, whenever you get into the I have to, I must, I should, it's really putting us in a powerless situation. So even if we decide to do it because we should do it, then we're not really entering into that decision in a right frame of mind. Mm -hmm. And we're almost sabotaging it you know, before we even start. And you can really deal with a lot of uncertainty by just gathering the facts. Yeah. And some, and it, and it's not always something that you do by yourself. If you're in a situation that you're working with someone else, sometimes you just have to ask questions. When this happened or when you said this, did you mean this? And then from that information, then you can have greater understanding and then make, and, that, and that's more in a relational uh, context, but some of us really struggle with our decisions is because we we just don't have all the information that we need. And so I just encourage you to take the time to gather the information. Oh, one thing that I do is when I have to make a decision uh, or, or need to make a decision uh, that's going to require my time, my effort, my energy, I look and say, what will be the result of this? What is the end goal? If I make this decision, what do I want as the end goal? So a lot of times we feel the pressure of the moment, but we don't see the journey that's attached to it Mm -hmm. or the price that we need to pay or the price that if I commit to something, this is going to cost me. And why do I want to do this? And I think you said that in the beginning, Joel, why are we making this decision? Is this uh, a part of what God has called me to do? Have I inquired of the Lord? What is the end goal? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because to... To decide today what I'm going to do, there has to be a reason for that decision, and that's looking to the future of what it's going to produce. Yeah. Yeah. I I came at this question a little bit... Uh, well, I guess I'll tell you how I came at this question. Is A lot of times, as, as believers, um, when we have a decision to make, we are kind of... We step into fear of, am I doing the thing God wants me to do? It's like a dynamic that we have as Christians Mm, um, that I don't know if people outside of of our faith have, but it's like we're so afraid of what if I'm I'm, um, going against what God wants for my life, if I step out of his plan, if I step out of his will, of his purpose. Um, And I've just seen so many times believers are so afraid to step out and make a decision because of that. Um, And I just really come at 
that when I'm speaking into whether it's myself or someone else, I like the analogy. I think um, this came from somewhere else. I don't remember where, but the the red, yellow, and green light. Mm. Um, I just kind of keep that as a tool in my pocket when I have a decision. Um, and that is just saying, okay, when I look at this decision, do I feel a clear no from the Holy Spirit? Is there a fast, like, resistance. Like I feel like I should not make this decision. If that's the case, you got your answer. (laughs) Don't don't make the decision. Um, If you kind of feel like, like neutral about it, um, then you're in that yellow light. Okay, well proceed with caution. Let's just check it out. Let's get the facts. Let's explore more um, and staying in that place. And then of course, if you feel the green light, then go. But I am one that really, I believe that God has already been in our future. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he already knows the decision that we're going to make and he actually will work things out for our good. Uh, and so a lot of times I think as believers, we look so, and we invite fear into it um, that if I step out, then there's no turning back <laughs> or there's no, uh, if I made the wrong decision, you know, I'm, I'm going to hell <laughs> or like, you know, that's an extreme, but, um, we take it so, 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 so seriously. And I'm of the mind that if your heart is pure before the yeah. Lord and your heart is to, um, please the Lord and to, to, to seek his best, then really, I mean, your mistakes are not even going to be they're, they're not irreparable. Um, you're not too far gone. It's not like it can't be fixed. It's not like he's not going to, like he's turning his eyes towards you. If your heart is set towards him, his heart is set towards you. Yes. Um, and, you know, I just think we can let go of a lot of the fear sometimes and just step out because he he's going to be with you and for you uh, and leading you uh, as you're sensitive to his spirit. One thing I like to say is that when your eyes are set, you can trust what's in your heart. Mm, that's good. And so when your eyes are set on him, when when you're looking to the author and the finisher of your faith, you can actually trust what's in your heart because your heart is set yeah. on him. Uh, and, and like you said, in, in the church world, people can be so bound by fear of like displeasing God or mm-hmm. making the wrong decision. And I would say if you're waiting to do everything perfectly, you probably haven't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because God used really flawed people (laughs) to do amazing things to fulfill his plan. And if you're so afraid to make a mistake, you're probably not going to be moving forward. And I would say if we're following him, we're always moving forward because his kingdom is ever advancing. So don't be bound by fear. Hey, if you make a mistake, if you step out and make a mistake, just like Peter did, yeah, he had a few steps on walking on water, mm-hmm. and when he got afraid, guess what? He cried out, and the scripture says, Jesus immediately reached yeah. out and grabbed him. Yeah. So if you're afraid to make a mistake, just, well, don't, because we have a Father <laughs> yeah. that loves us. And if we keep our eyes set on him, hey, when Peter looked at the water, when he looked at the waves, that's when he began to sink. But when we set our eyes on him, we can trust what's in our heart. Yeah. And it also goes back to how we see God yeah. um, because it says there's no fear in love and fear has to do with punishment. So if I'm afraid to make a decision because I'm going to be punished for the results of it, 
then I'm stepping outside of the love, the true love that he has for me. Um, and I'm walking in fear. And that's going to keep us from making decisions. It's also going to keep us that from when we may stumble like Peter, it's going to keep us from crying out to Jesus um, because we're going to think that it's all on us, that it was our decision. And now I have to face the consequence. And so I'm just going to drown in my mistake yeah. rather than what Peter did. What is he said? Um, you know, help me. Uh, and so, yes, you might make a mistake. You might fall, you might slip up. But when we have the understanding that God loves us, that he is a loving father, it's going to cast out that fear and we're going to be able to run to him quickly. Uh, and he's going to, he's going to help you get back on track. It's just who he is. Oh, in Proverbs, it talks about, we plan our ways, mm-hmm. but God orders our steps. So we're planning, we're making decisions, but God's going to order our steps in the process. And just as you talked about the way we view the Father and even the way the Father views us, I love the scripture and it's in Psalms 32. It says, I will instruct you and teach you. And I I thought about those two words. You know, we go to school and we are instructed and we're taught mm-hmm. and we take tests and sometimes we don't make take the right choice, right? We get some things wrong along the way, but that's a part of instruction. It's a part of being taught. It's a Mm -hmm. part of growing. But he said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And I love this part. It says, I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. Mm -hmm. And I love that because in the midst of us just purposing with a heart to please God and try to make our decisions out of wisdom and not emotions and all the little things that we talked about, the fact is, his loving eyes are upon us. And when it's all said and done, uh, we're going to grow, we're going to advance, and we're going to honor God. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I personally lean a little bit more on the just do it. (laughs) Um, And... um, Clean up the mess later? Yeah, a little bit. I am more of a like just decide and do in my spheres of uh, relationship. If somebody needs a decision made, they will typically come to me because they know I can do that. Um, but you do also have to recognize that it's you're you're not an island and your decisions do affect other people. But um, ultimately, like like we were saying, if your heart is on the Lord is to please the Lord and you remain soft and teachable um, from the Holy Spirit that if you do get off, you're just trusting that he's going to correct you and that you can um, course correct. Um, just go for it. <laughs> you know, I'll hear a lot of people say, well, the the heart is deceitful, deceitful above all things and you can't trust what's in your heart. And that's in the scripture, but we also have been made a new creation yeah. in Christ, yeah. that Christ now lives within us, that we have access to the heart of God. We have access to his spirit and his leading and his guiding. And even in Proverbs, it says to guard your heart above all else, because out of it flows the issues of life or yeah. out of it will determine the course of your life. So I don't think we should have this attitude of like, well, you know, I can't trust my heart at all. Well, mm-hmm. if I'm a new creation and my eyes are set on him, my yeah. eyes are fixed on on his leading and and his voice, it, yeah. it's all going to flow through that. If if I am filling my heart with the things of God, then guess what's going to flow from my heart? The things of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I just want to challenge that thinking of like, well, you're just this dirty old thing and you can't do anything right. And, you know, thank you for the grace of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you that that he's come and rescued us, not just for a future salvation, but a salvation now mm-hmm. that we can experience here and now. Yeah. I 
before the podcast, we were talking about some mistakes we made, actually probably mistakes I made. And as we were talking about those things, none of those things stopped the kingdom of God from forcefully <laughs> advancing yeah. in us, for us, through us, with us. Uh, so it's it's like we're not as frail or fragile. Or yeah. uh, I I think the big thing, even in the dis- looking back, there were mistakes, but the heart was turned towards God. Mm-hmm. The heart was to honor Him. And yeah. what I was saying in the beginning where you need to gather all the facts and you need to seek understanding, that's not a solitary thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as believers, we have the Holy Spirit with inside of us yeah. and we pull from that. But it's also finding those leaders around us mm-hmm. or or seeking. An, it, it's not just a solo endeavor. Yeah. And so if you're unsure, it's okay to seek help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's biblical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multitude of counselors. There's safety. So do you think we answered that question? The question was, I have an upcoming decision to make. So hopefully we answered this before that <laughs> upcoming. If <laughs> <laughs> not, I... you're going to be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what can I do if I'm unsure what to do? So I feel like we gave, we gave the spiritual aspect. We gave a practical aspect. We gave an emotional aspect. So I think we covered all the bases. What do you guys think? Yeah, I just think reject fear and stay in peace. Follow peace. You're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fear, if you follow fear, the end outcome is not good. It mm-hmm. leads to stealing, killing, and destroying. Yeah. Power, love, and a sound mind. So we speak that over you. You have power, love, and a sound mind. So go forth. <laughs> What's the Star Wars? Um, Star. Oh, that. Something prosper. Oh, I forget it now. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I can't Go think of... Go forth and prosper. I don't know. Live long and prosper. Live pro- long or- and prosper. That's <laughs> it. Live long and prosper. Star Wars people are like screaming at me right now. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we all have our strengths. And all the right. theologians are like, where does... <laughs> Why are we bringing Star <laughs> Wars into this? <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Before we get in trouble. Yeah. Our next question, how do I continue to press on when I want to give up? Um, And I just read this question with so much compassion um, because I know what that is like Mm -hmm. uh, when you are really, really struggling to just move on. I know I've talked to people um, because I have dealt with seasons of depression in my life. And when you are in that depressive state, Mm -hmm. um, just going through the motions is a choice. Uh, and so I've talked to people and sometimes they're, they're trying to, um, you know, they're thinking, well, I'm, I'm not accomplishing greatness. And um, I said, right now, the best thing that you can do is just to get up in the morning, to take a shower, mm-hmm. to make your bed, make yourself breakfast. Like going through the motions is still forward motion at times. Mm-hmm. Not that we want to stay in that place. Um, but when you are in that place where you just want to give up, one step in front of the other is so powerful. And um, I actually was just thinking the other day that, and you know, you might roll your eyes at the depth of this, but mm-hmm. I thought here on earth, like we really are in resistance all the time. Gravity, physics, like we are, we are limited by time and space. We have a spiritual element that is always fighting against us. So really we are always in resistance. Um, 
of some form. And so just your forward step, just you taking one step forward is you're winning. Mm-hmm. You are you are pushing against that resistance um, towards the prize. Um, and so I get it. I understand when that is so heavy and it's hard to just keep going. Um, but I would just encourage you, just keep taking one step by one step by one step because that forward motion is doing so much more than you realize in the moment. Well, that was good. (laughs) That was good. And I didn't even read the question that way. I didn't even think about it. I think there's a theme that's happening. It's like we all read the question very differently. I think that's what makes this good. It's like giving up. I wasn't thinking about sadness, sorrow, emotion, depression. That didn't even cross my mind. I was thinking, when do I give up on a task? You know, so I'm thinking task or a project or a goal or, mm-hmm. okay. you know, yeah. something like that. So that didn't even. And some of those things are okay to give up. We talked about that in another, another yeah, podcast. Yeah, so the whole thing is like, you know, what do I give up on and what don't I give yeah, up on? Yeah. And but the from episode. the perspective that, that you said that question, uh, it, it was very profound and very good, Katie. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, it was good. If we're going to be honest, so how did you read the well, question? Well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, if we're going to be honest about this question, pressing on, fighting the urge to give up is common to human beings, mm-hmm. right? And it's probably part of the process of moving forward because we're all going to reach a point where we're questioning should we continue or not? Mm-hmm. And I guess my thought is, well, what it, what does giving up mean? as well because if you're not moving forward then what are you doing or how does that affect your life i mean for me personally and i'm the only one that can speak to that (laughs) (laughs) but i made a decision that moving forward is the only option i've been giving Mm. and that doesn't mean i put my head in the sand and just never change It just means in whatever I do, it needs to be in the forward motion Mm -hmm. and that I'm not going to go back, that I'm not going to retreat, that I'm not going to quote unquote give up. I'm going to keep my, my eyes ahead. And, and that might mean changing some of the things that I do, but it's always going to be in a forward way of thinking and, and a forward motion. And this question is pretty broad, so I'm not exactly sure the specific context that you're asking it, but if you if your eyes are fixed forward, and like I said, if it's a task thing, well, then maybe it's okay to give up in that and maybe uh, direct your attention to a, another task mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. But if we're talking about uh, personal purpose and destiny and the things that God has for you, I believe that his kingdom is always increasing. It's always moving forward. And if we're called to follow him, then yes, we're continually growing. We're ch- continually maturing. And that's always a forward motion. So mm-hmm. I think it's a negative perspective to say, well, I'm going to go back or I'm going to retreat or I'm going to give up. And why would someone do that? Because there has to be fear there. Either they're not getting the results they want, mm-hmm. you know, there's disappointments there, yeah. different things have happened that cause them to want to give up. But what's the Bible say? Don't be weary yeah. in doing well. Why? Because in due season, hanging in there, yeah. you will reap if you don't give up. Yeah. You'll reap if you don't faint. So well, I, that, I think that, it's just... Go ahead. Well, that is depending... It depends on if you believe that the destination is good. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be hard to move forward if you don't believe the end goal is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so you're not going to have the perseverance to remain faithful or consistent in what you're doing is if you don't believe that where you're going is a good place to be. And so I think sometimes you have to backtrack in your thinking or maybe stand up and look at the big picture and say, where I'm, where I'm going, is that, is that worth the journey that I'm taking? Well, in the scripture said, I would have lost heart if I would not have believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So always keeping that before you, that he has good for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we're talking about these big things, uh, like destiny and purpose. Yeah, why move forward if if it's not good? Yeah. Which I get when you are in the thick of emotion and depression and you're not seeing results and you're just facing disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I'm saying that from a place of being in that place of like questioning what yeah. do I do, mm-hmm. you know? And I and as a pastor, I've talked to plenty of people that have been in that same place. Yeah. yeah. And so when you're in the middle of that, it's hard to see future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hope has to do with future. It's always future. And so when you've lost hope, it's hard to see future. And so I think mm-hmm. just reminding yourself that there is uh, a hope and a future that is good before you uh, will help you to have the fortitude to pick yourself up, to keep mm-hmm. going, to keep taking those steps. Um, because just because you don't see it now, um, you don't see a good future now, doesn't mean that it's not there. And so then it's just an exercise of faith in believing that he said that there's a good future for you. Uh, and so just keep moving towards it. And sometimes people can see that the future is good, that the future is God, but they can look at themselves and say, there's something wrong with me. I don't have the ability to walk this Mm -hmm. out. I'm lacking something. I'm needy. I don't, I don't, I don't have what it takes to walk out that journey. Does a needy person know that they're needy? Oh, I sometimes, yes, yeah. I believe so, because I recognize, I mean, for me in my life, there were so many times, um, maybe not the word needy, but it was like I saw myself uh, through the grid that I don't have what it takes to be mm-hmm. a success, that mm-hmm. I'm not good enough, that that I am lacking. And I lived my life out of comparison where I said, well, sure, of course, Katie can do that journey. Look at her. She's amazing. She doesn't have any problems. But for <laughs> me, I look at myself and say, oh, my goodness, you know, I lack in so many things. And mm-hmm. I think those are all fear-based things, of course, shame-based things. But the fact is... Uh, I might have a good future and I might recognize the good is there, but if I don't see that I carry that resilience, that fortitude, that wisdom, that ability. Um, and so in the middle of that, I think it's just running to God and say, it's not by my might. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm all that. It's because this is the journey that he's taking me on. Because didn't Abraham, you know, there he was, you know, who, you know. Yeah. I can't do this, or Moses, I can't talk, or whatever. They saw their inadequacies, so they didn't want to necessarily move forward. Mm-hmm. And look how many people, David, why are you cast down on oh, my soul? Why are you, you know, he was he was so discouraged because even though the journey was a God journey, he was facing so many challenges that uh, he felt defeated. Yeah, and just recognizing that like no one is perfect and no one yeah. has it all together. No, the other day I came to you and I was like, 
um, you know, I feel so inadequate. And you were like, girl, join the club. <laughs> just like recognizing that just because you don't feel like you have it all together doesn't mean anybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just doing our own best. Um, and so if that is in your mind that you're not good enough, well, I mean, who is? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back to taking that one step at a time, right? And that's why I really only gave myself one option was to move forward. Because yeah. I think of the example like with the Israelites. Yes, they actually wanted to go back, but where where were they going back to? They were going back into slavery, yeah. into bondage. So that's why when those times where I felt like I want to give up, I want to throw in the towel, I, I feel disappointed or depressed. Well, what am I going back to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially as a believer. Yeah. Like when you're pursuing after the things of God and you get discouraged in that, what are you going back to? Are you going back to a life of bondage and darkness? Well, some people do, but that that's not the best thing for you. Mm-hmm. So as a believer, like I said before, that the kingdom is always advancing. So we should always be looking ahead and yeah. not, well, I, I even thought of the example with a lot's wife. It's like, don't look back to Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, and we know what happened to that. So, <laughs> yeah, for me personally, I just had to make a decision. Whatever decision I make, that doesn't mean I'm not changing or reordering my life in some way. It just means it will always be with the attitude of moving ahead and advancing in whatever I did. Mm-hmm. I love this scripture where it says, this one thing I yeah. do, yeah. just one thing, mm-hmm. but it sounds like two. I forget those things that are behind and I reach forth and I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. So that one thing is I can't look at my past. I can't look at my failures. I can't look at my inadequacies. I can't look at the battles, the struggles, the disappointments. I've got to forget the things that are behind and I got to keep reaching forward. Mm-hmm. And if I keep reaching reaching forth, then I'm going to press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling. And I thought of that scripture too. It says press on. That means you are mm-hmm. you are in resistance. Oh, there that you go. That means it's not yeah. just always going to be easy. It's not yeah. just... So just because it's not flowing, and no one wants to hear this, easy <laughs> doesn't mean you're not making progress and you're not actually moving towards that prize. It just means you're resisting the, the resistance mm-hmm. um, that, that wants to hold you back or keep you still. And that's why I like to have people that haven't been around me in a while come visit because mm-hmm. you always think, well, I haven't, I haven't progressed at mm-hmm. all. And they come back and like, wow, you've grown so much. You, yeah, perspective uh, you matured or the, whatever it was, that outside perspective is so important to get, it's especially really when you're depressed or when you lose hope or yeah. uh, you want to isolate yourself. Getting that outside perspective can help you move past that difficult yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. I always say if, if uh, you're needing hope, you can borrow mine. <laughs> like It's just like, <laughs> let me give you a perspective that you're not seeing right now. And in scripture, it's like walking through the valley of shadow of death. You're walking through it. You're not yep. camping out there. You're He's leading you through it. Yeah. Well, I just was going to add one practical edge to this question. I love it. Yeah. Um, but if you are... So it's how do I continue to press on when I want to give up? Um, practically speaking, look at it and say, well, what is feeding into that? Are you weary? Like, do you literally need sleep? Like, is that is is that a key factor into um, this decision is that you are exhausted and you physically do not mm-hmm. feel like you can move on? Um, or looking and saying, this, is, this schedule is not working. Um, or you're, you know 
practically your kids are falling to the wayside or what, just looking at it very objectively, very practically and say, if there's a practical element there, then you can kind of adjust and say, okay, I'm going to keep going, but something's going to change. Um, the, the timeline's going to change. We're going to extend the deadline. We're going to uh, only work from these hours to these hours. Um, we're going to prioritize things differently because sometimes there, there's just some little practical changes that we can make um, that give us what we need to be able to move forward. That's really good. And I think another dynamic of that, sometimes we can be moving forward and we are blindsided by something. Just yeah. something happens because yeah. the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and we're blindsided by something. We weren't prepared for it. And it so affects us uh, emotionally that you just want to give up at that moment. And uh, But if we can press through this thing to shall pass. Well, and the famous Friends episode is pivot. <laughs> If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. But Mom's face right now is <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> if you've ever watched Friends or have seen the gym, no. um, pivot. But that's all you need to know is sometimes something comes at you, um, it wants to shut you down, and you just got to learn to pivot. <laughs> you got to learn to adjust things, take things as they come, and just keep moving forward, doing the best you can. I want to add to that because you're kind of talking a little bit of, in some of it, you're talking a little bit of, what people would call self-care, right? And sure. so, well, I, you were like, well, if I you call need to, it, I mean, if you I need call sleep. it nurturing. <laughs> yeah, nurturing. I would just say everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So uh, someone might say, I need to go to the spa. That might not necessarily be the thing that I need. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother, her self-care might be going through her to-do list. I'm not sure. So... <laughs> Oh, or re- I'm, I'm cleaning. trying to adjust some of those things. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. I'm vacuuming the house. That's my self-care. But I'm just saying whatever kind of takes the load off for a little bit, that that's what you should do. There's no necessary, yeah. necessarily formula. Yeah. I know I keep bringing pop culture references, but like the Snickers commercial, they're like the person's freaking out and somebody hands them a Snickers and they eat it and then they're like, oh, thank you. So it's like, some, like just go eat a sandwich. Like sometimes you, there might be a practical need that you just need to fulfill and that's going to help you see things Well, like clearer. I said before, my wife always says, can you warn me before you're fasting? Is that possible? Can you give me a heads up so I'm aware that I might need to dodge some arrows? You know? Yeah, just be aware of your, your body has needs too. Uh, all right. So I'm trying very hard not to have my third cup of coffee in the day. You know, I have my two and I wasn't going to go over that. And every once in a while, a third one comes in because that allows me to get out of the office, make my coffee, get back in. And I thought, no, I can't do that. I can't escape to my cup of coffee. Actually, on the way here this morning, I passed a new little coffee shop and I thought, huh, that sounds kind of nice. And I thought, what are you talking about? I don't drink coffee. I'm not, that's not. But I was like, that sounds kind of soothing. And I thought, no, 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 shut that down real quick. And I'll be <laughs> caffeine addict before I know it. <laughs> well, I, I didn't drink coffee until like two years ago. And and I would say my life is better for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got time. <laughs> All right. Well, are we ready to move on to the next question? Yep. Okay, it is. It seems impossible for me to stick to anything I do. What's wrong with me and how can I fix it? Well, do you want to go from the standpoint of what's wrong with me? Because that kind of fits into what? (laughs) Because I'm very good at what's wrong with me? No, okay. Um, (laughs) 
Um, I think a lot of times we want to quit something because we started it obligatorily. Mm-hmm. You know, we said, oh, I... Uh, I think I talked about this just a few moments ago. I should do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, you know, obligated to do this. This is a part of uh, everybody's expectations of me, or uh, this is a part of my responsibility. I've got to do this. And so when we start something with that attitude, it never ever ends well because the moment we feel resistance, then yeah. everything inside of us wants to rebel against that decision we made to do it. So, and then there can be a propensity in that place because I don't want to acknowledge, well, Melody, you made that choice. You did that. Okay. Well, Katie put the pressure on me. Mm -hmm. She really, you know, and so then we can get into blame shifting. And so there's a lot of crazy things that can go on when we do something just out of obligation and not out of just, I'm making a decision to do this because it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it might not function perfect. It might not be great. I might have challenges in the journey, but I'm choosing that because if I face some resistance, uh, I'm just going to make a choice again to stay engaged, to walk through and complete what I've committed to. Yeah. So I think obligatory, and how many people do this? Well, even I just told some of you guys this week, I was like, I'm ready for this week to be done because I've had to do thing after thing after thing that I do not want to do. (laughs) And um, if I just sat in that, then it would be like, well, what am I like? I I just want to quit. No, I'm not going to. But like when you sit in that like obligation of, oh, like I just have to do this again and again, Mm -hmm. then yeah, it's going to keep you from wanting to stay the course. So keeping your eyes on the prize is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And go back and make the choice again to stay engaged. Because uh, when we get blindsided by something or a bunch comes on our plate we weren't prepared for, I have to stop and say, stay engaged, stay engaged, process through. Um, And I just say, this too shall pass. This too (laughs) shall pass, right. So, you know, we all face that... uh, you know, we might not want to stick through to completion, but there are consequences by quitting midstream too. So we have to recognize what would be the result if I do quit. Mm -hmm. And I really don't want to go there. I remember getting a book on this topic and I never finished it. So (laughs) that that was just some, actually it was called Eat That Frog. And I think I got through maybe like three or four chapters and I kind of got the idea, but basically is like, the first thing in the morning, you just eat the thing that's the ugliest on your plate yeah. kind of thing. Oh, the thing you, yeah. you don't want to eat. Yeah. I think it was more on procrastination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So, but when I when I read this question, it says, it seems impossible for me to stick to anything I do. And when I read that, I thought of, so what you're saying is you are consistent in your inconsistency. <laughs> but that's a good thing to know, right? Because it shows you that the way that you are is the result of consistent behavior. And now there could be many reasons for that, um, that you're inconsistent in your inconsistency. But one of them, and the one that I'm going to really focus on, is, is knowingly or unknowingly you're practicing the habit of not finishing what you start. Mm. So you're practicing... you're. It's something that you're doing over and over and over again. So my suggestion to you would be to practice the habit of finishing what you start. Yeah. 
And it can really just be as simple as that. Now, obviously, there could be emotional things. There could be wanting to do everything perfect. There could be a lot of different reasons. But I would say the simplest one, maybe the one that you want to start with, is practice the habit of finishing what you start. And let me tell you something. Finishing what you start is not an easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's really not. Unless it's chocolate cake. Well, (laughs) 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 all right. I I see what you did there. I get it. I get it. Sorry, just the thought. If it's chocolate cake or ice cream, and maybe finishing what you start is sticking to the diet. How about we- <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. So we want to go down that road. We can go down that road. Right. <laughs> so like I said, finishing what you start is not necessarily the most comfortable thing to do, but it's a skill or a character trait that can be developed. Mm-hmm. You know, some people it might come natural to, but for most people, I would say it's something that they developed over time and it was something that they had to practice into habit. And and I was even thinking about, this is something that I really try to drill within my kids that if you're going to do something, you will finish it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go out for this activity, you will c- finish it to completion. Because I really believe that's a big thing that people struggle with. That yeah. and hey, And hey, listen, I tell my kids this. Once you leave this house, you can live the life that you want to live. But I want to instill these things for them to practice. This is what it feels like to finish something that you start. So my encouragement to you is, hey, start practicing the habit of finishing. And where you can get a little off is trying to do the big things first. So maybe the first thing is I will clean or I will finish the dishes today. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, something simple like that. Some people like will hear this and be like, I'm going to reorder my whole life. (laughs) I think you will fail. (laughs) But if it's like, hey, I'm going to start vacuuming and I'm going to vacuum the downstairs Mm -hmm. or... And put the vacuum away. Like roll up the cord. (laughs) Please don't bring that up because that is a sore subject in my family. It's like, thank you for vacuuming, children. You need to wrap it up. <laughs> and anyways. Sorry, I didn't know I was stepping it, it in there. was a, it's a sore subject. But yeah. So basically you're saying a person intentionally, deliberately chooses to finish something. And they start making, developing a habit of that. Um, I'm and, just saying and, that if you are consistently being inconsistent, it's formed from a habit. Correct. And the opposite can be true, but you're just going to have to work it. And how long does it take to develop a habit? 21 days. So you can't just do it for a day or two and then drop it. It, You have to be consistent in in being consistent. Well, unless you're aware of some emotional thing that is causing this, I would say this is a good place to start. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, if you step out and do this and you're still having issues with it, maybe there's deeper issues, mm-hmm. you know, perfectionism. Like, I, that's one thing that I really had to deal with. I realized that perfectionism was an enemy of progress, mm-hmm. that I would never move forward or I would never complete things if I was waiting for it to be perfect. And I've learned so much now. Oh, I've gotten so much better at, I'm just going to do it and put it out. Do it, put it out, do mm-hmm. it, put it out. Um, and that's, 
that's made me a lot happier. Yeah, I was reviewing a corporate training yesterday, uh, editing a video, and I used you as an illustration of uh, it, having to do something perfect, mm-hmm. and that you know you're writing music and putting out a song, but it wasn't perfect, and you mm-hmm. trash the whole thing and start from scratch, and it was like this was amazing, <laughs> you know. And it wasn't just Mama saying it was amazing. I mean, it was amazing, and uh, now that. Uh, you just said that. I go, you know, that's so true. Well, that is the one area that I haven't progressed in. What? Finishing what? music. Not finishing. <laughs> but other things I have. and yeah. But I think music is such a personal thing, you yeah. know, um, and that's why it might be a little, maybe that's my next level of growth. <laughs> <laughs> but I, in other things. Yeah. I've just, I've just stepped into, we would say a builder yeah, mentality. Just, decide and, do. just decide and do it and not worry about it. Yeah. And and that's really powerful because really what it is, it's a retraining or a rewiring of your brain to finish. Yeah. And the fact that you're working with your kids with this at a young age, they're gonna grow up developing the mindset I need to finish what I started. Because mm-hmm. they'll be uncomfortable not finishing. Like I give them an assignment, they need to read at least an hour a day. This is the summertime because they need to keep their brains sharp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, my daughter, uh, she likes to start a book and then pick up a different book. <laughs> and I said, she's reading five different books yeah. in that hour. I said, no, <laughs> no, we're going to finish the book when we start the book. <laughs> well, I think. That comes to, or something that I had written down for this question is, uh, and I know what you're saying and I, I agree all of these things, but I do think sometimes we compare ourselves with others in the way that they live. And then we try to, and then we say, well, what's wrong with me? Uh, which this person said, what's wrong with me and how can I fix it? I think I've just realized that some people, they're they're more flyers. <laughs> they're more wanderers. They are more um, try a hundred different things. They're explorers, um, and you do have to be careful because you, you're still an adult and you still have a, you have responsibilities and things to do. But you know, some people wake up and they wear the same black T-shirt every single day, um, and they are okay with that. They are routine people. I personally hate any kind of maintenance. I do it because we have to. But if I have to do the same thing over and over again, I am not thrilled. Um, And so, you know, if it's in you to just try a hundred different things, that might be okay for you. It really might. Um, You do have to be very self-aware if that is not serving you long-term, if it's not serving the people around you. If you have a family and it's hurting them, you're gonna have to be aware of that. Um, But also some people just live a little differently and they're going to have a lot of different uh, hobbies and uh, a lot of different adventures. And um, typically those people partner up with people who need more structure and then they have to figure out that dynamic. Um, But I just think be careful that you're not comparing yourself and saying, well, what's wrong with me? Because you are different from someone else. Um, And then just be really self-aware. Are you not finishing because of another reason? Because you are in that habit of inconsistency. Um, I also thought there's a book called Finish. I think it's called Finish um, by John Acuff. Read that book. It's a great book if you're struggling with this. Um, But it just might be a reason that it's just in you to try lots of different things. And if somebody's like, well, why can't you ever stick with something? You're just like, well, 
because I didn't want to stick with it. And that's okay. I'm not talking about quitting your job every five seconds. I'm talking about just your proclivities in life of hobbies. And I had a roommate who had a hundred different hobbies <laughs> and that worked for her. It was, it's great. So everybody's different. And, but see, the quitting didn't have a negative outcome. So I think sometimes we have to look and say, if I quit something, uh, what will be the byproduct of that? Will it hurt someone? Right. What will, will there be a negative effect if I don't follow through and complete that? And, and so I think it's, if it is what you're talking about, uh, a visionary loves yeah. lots of visions on the plate, loves to explore, loves, you know, experiences. And that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so you might uh, choose something and knowing it's not a forever thing. Yeah, I'm just going to step out. And so if you know ahead of time, this might not be a forever thing. It's just going to be fun doing it for a season. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's awesome because it'll give us a lot of experiences yeah. and and that's beautiful but i think when we make a quality decision uh to do something and it negatively affects others when we don't follow through then we have to process and say wow my quitting now has hurt katie yeah. my quitting has now hurt joel and um and that's not something uh you know, the Bible says, keep your word even at your own hurt. So if my quitting would hinder someone else, okay, I'm I'm looking at all the things that I do every morning, two and a half hours in the morning, I've got this routine of doing all this stuff that I'm committed to do. And so like I'm processing and I'm going, do I need my podcast channel? Not this one, but <laughs> yeah. my own one. And uh, do I really need that? Is that really producing? Did I do it because everyone said that was the thing to do? Uh, is this something Thing I want to continue to maintain. Uh, and so, you know, I'm processing things and saying, what is good for me to keep? Because there's only so much you can got on your plate. Yeah. So you got to look and say, is this something that is serving the vision and the purpose well? If it is, continue. If it's not making any difference, you know, or if it's just stealing your time, efforts, and energy, honestly, for me, I'm a finisher. Mm -hmm. So for me to not do something I started to stop it, like I'm the opposite of this. Yeah. So I have to really go through the process and saying this isn't producing and I have to have the courage to quit some yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, you guys are good at helping me to quit. Well, I think we've talked about that dynamic in other episodes. Yeah. Um, this one talking about, you know, that having that staying power and... Um, being able to keep going, um, I think is a different, a little bit different aspect. I, sure I also think sometimes, and I, um, I started to learn guitar years ago, got the little baby calluses and everything. And then I just did not stick with it. Um, and I just, I've recognized that I don't like not being good at something. <laughs> and so sometimes that ah. keeps me from finishing and I'll quit because I'm not good at it. Ah. Um, and you know, we know, um, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours. It's like sometimes you quit because you're just not putting in enough time to get at a proper outcome. Um, you're not sticking with it long enough to actually see where it's going to go. And, and like I said, I see that in my own life. Sometimes um, it's hard. <laughs> I, I'm not good at it. It's awkward. I don't, I don't feel, um, I'm not good at it. And so I will want to give it up. And so that is the hard work of 
you just have to put in the hours um, to actually get a proper perspective on whether you want to keep going with it or not. Thank you. I needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) This week was, oh my gosh, am I ever going to learn all this stuff? Because we all face that. I mean, and I always tell people, you know, when you were two years old, you did not know your ABCs or one year old. You did not know the alphabet. Now you're like, well, yeah, I can read, but that's not a bit. Okay. Well, when you were one year old, that was a challenge for you. And so I just always have to remind myself, you know, progress that takes time. 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours. Yeah. The older you get, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I haven't read that. I don't have 50 years to get in 10,000 hours. (laughs) The point, the point is, you know, repetition, you have to stick with it in order to get somewhere with it. Yeah. That, that's good. Yeah. And you kind of pointed out, like, if, if that works for you and it's not causing your your life, not making your life have issues or affecting those around you, then, hey, maybe that's just how you're going to go through life and, and that's fine. But I feel In like... In some areas, I think you yeah. have... Yeah. yeah. But I think from this question is that they, they're at least aware enough that they know that it's kind of causing problems mm-hmm. because they're not finishing things or... I would also go back, and we kind of, you know, alluded to this a little bit, but, you know, some of those things could be maybe a deeper issue. Like, if it's going to be hard to stick to things if you don't know who you are. Right. Like, if you don't know who you are, um, your own value, seeing, having some sense of Mm self-worth, knowing who you are in Christ, the things that you're going to be bouncing all over the place. So the more confident that you can be in who you are, were created to be, you're going to be able to like mm-hmm. decipher and to pinpoint what you really need to target and go after. Um, like, have you guys ever seen those shows where they're panning for gold, you mm-hmm. know, and some of the machines that they have is like each level is a different, it's a finer, yeah. it's a finer grade. Uh, grade or whatever. And so like for me as a believer, like, if I have a, this kind of goes back to the first, the first question, but um, if I have a decision in front of me, does it fit into me as a believer, a son of God? Does it fit through that? If it doesn't, well, then I know the answer. Okay. It passes through that. Well, what about the words that I've received and the things that God has spoken to me personally? Does it fit through that? Well, no. Okay. Well then I'm not going to do that. Or it does. And then maybe it's like, the next grid is I have a wife and three kids. Yeah. Does this decision fit into that grid of my life? Yeah, yeah that's really you know? good. Okay, and then the next one. And so as you know what's true in your life, mm-hmm. it gets finer and finer and finer. And so maybe you need to start defining who you are. Maybe not you define who you are, but start understanding who you are. Mm-hmm. And then you get greater levels of mm-hmm. a finer grid to like pass through what you're going to invest time into or not invest time into. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, I do. I think shame keeps us out of our destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're... Well, shame could be at the top and nothing gets through exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're starting something and you're not good at it, shame is going to say, I am not good. Right. Yeah. And so then you're just going to quit and go to the next thing. Yeah. Um, or if you make a mistake, shame is going to say, well, clearly I'm not cut out for this. Uh, and then you're going to 
stop and move on to the next thing. So the more, yes, going right along with what you said, the more we can understand our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. um, the more shame is going to lose its power uh, and the more we're going to be able to um, keep pursuing and keep after something, uh, even when it's hard, even when it's awkward, even when um, we might mess up mm-hmm. um, because it's not we're not taking that on as an identity issue. It's just part of growth and process. And it's okay that we talked about this before. It's okay to get help. Most definitely. Seek out help. And I think there's an aspect where we're all part of uh, a team or a beautiful puzzle piece and recognize that there are things that are a part of who God created us to be and what he created us to do. And it's not going to be like you, Mm -hmm. but when we put all our parts together, we can accomplish some really great things. So I think sometimes people step out because other people are doing things and it's really not who they are designed to be. Like Joe would never put me on the worship team. You know, I would quickly quit. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't even join up because I'm self-aware enough. If I could just get her not to clap. (laughs) Now, clapping is biblical. Yeah. But when you're trying, because she's right in the front and she's clapping, and I have the click in my ear. It doesn't And it does not line up. (laughs) I try not to look at her with fire in my eyes. But she doesn't care because she's just worshiping the Lord. And I'm like trying to stare her down. But she just, she is oblivious to my pain that I'm experiencing. So you know he has never asked me to be on the worship team. Because not only do I clap offbeat, I can't sing. And, um, but so, you know, I, if you think about those things, you recognize to not try to do something because it's popular, because somebody else is doing it, but to find your niche, who you are, what you bring to the table. Because when you make decisions to step out and do something, and it's a part of who God created you to be, then you're going to have an internal motivation and a grace to be able to walk that out. Yeah. And don't let other people judge you and don't have the perception that other people are judging you right. when you're in the awkward phase. Yeah. Or if you're just starting out and somebody say, why, why are you doing that? You know, do this. Well, listen, it's your journey. You're the one that's going to have to stick with it. And so just don't let that perception of um, judgment or the expressed judgment steer you away from it if you have set your mind to do it. It was three years ago when I started my... Um YouTube channel. And of course, I didn't know how to do any of these things, but I kept telling myself, do it bad till you can do it good. Yeah. Do it bad yeah, till you can do it good. Yeah, thousand hours. Yeah, the yeah. thousand hours. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm doing a lot of things bad right now, I, and uh, but I'm advancing. That means you're still growing. You're yeah. still learning. Yeah. And, but I've learned enough through the years that I know if I just hold steady the course, <sighs> you know, it'll sink into this brain of mine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any closing we, thoughts? No, I think we hit them all. We all of so, them. Yep. We solved the world's problems. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to wrap up today's episode. And um, as always, if you have any questions you would like to submit, you can send them into uh, Life Exchange Podcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. 
We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.